In this week's episode of Stugente, we'll be discussing the loss against Juventus in the Derby d'Italia, as well as the loss against Lazio in the Coppa Italia, previewing the Empoli match, discussing who Trent Sainsbury is, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything else here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marchegiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo il principe, entra in aria, è solo, è tiro, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol. Con Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo, è lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti. La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter, l'Inter vince, e Dillo, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa, i più forti siamo noi. Benvenuti, bentornati, welcome to another edition of Studio Inter, um, probably the saddest episode of Studio Inter that we've recorded in quite some time, um, but there you go, um, I told you Mo that it was going to be shit, but you, you said you were happy, but <laughs> I, I, hope you, I hope you brought your bitter self back, because I'm very bitter. So, uh, welcome to the show, Mohamed Nassar. Mohamed? Hey, guys. I'm sorry the question doesn't seem to be uh, working in my favor today. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. How's things? All well? Yeah, I'm good. Well, all things considering. Uh, we're also joined by our uh, our com's own very own Mr. Max DeLuca. How are you, Max? Well, good, considering we lost to our bitter rivals in controversial circumstances. But other than that, I'm fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world's going to hell, but other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, I'm also very happy to welcome back to the show uh, uh, Juventus fan, Juventus journalist, uh, Juventus expert, and all-round great guy, Mr. Adam Digby. Hi, guys. I'm sorry, happy. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. I mean, even the even you know, I guess in the, in the Star Wars movies, even the evil empire had to have supporters. And I guess you're the public relations guy to the evil empire of Star Wars. I mean, it doesn't make you a bad guy. It's just a life choice. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Adam. Good to have you back. Thanks, man. So let's get to it. Um, the, we, the Derby d'Italia, uh, first 45 minutes, in my opinion, I think quality-wise, it was the best, uh, if not the best, one of the best 45 minutes I've seen in the Serie A this season. I thought both teams were very, very good, great tactical, tactically very well placed on the pitch by both coaches, technical skill that was fantastic. Uh, Juventus scored probably what is one of the goals of the season towards the end of the half. Um, these are the positive things, so let's start with that. Uh, Adam, do you agree with that, if we start on the positive side of things? Yeah, I do. I think 
from the <clears throat> excuse me from the the two games Inter played against Juve this season, I know for you guys it's very very different circumstances, different coaches, different systems, everything. But you, Inter have been superb. They 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 matched Juve completely, and both, it's no surprise that both games were so close. I think there's a lot there's a lot of positives to take away. I think the the, the performance of uh, Jean Mario and Gagliardini in midfield both were brilliant yesterday um, and that really bodes well for the future and there really is just so much to be to be proud of for you guys it's, it's really tough Like I, I want to sit here and gloat and laugh at you about you losing to Juve again but <laughs> it, it, it's kind of scary because you can see that there's there's every ingredient that well, apart from fullbacks there's, there's every ingredient that you need to have a, a, a really good team in there um, you you have a, a smart coach who's got the team playing in the in the right manner. Um, I'm not too sure about his decision. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm not too sure about his decision to to blink first and to change formation ahead of the game when you you've reeled off so many wins in a row playing four two three one. I think that that kind of puts you on the back foot from the outset. But the, the team responded well to that. You you played really well, and the, like I say, there really is just so much to to take heart from in that performance. It, it, I know that's easy for me to say as a a Juve fan who watched Inter lose at Juventus Stadium yet again, but it, it, it really is. There's, you're there. You mm. you are right there. Mm. I, I agree with that. Max? Yeah, I think uh, Inter acquitted themselves quite well. Um, they went toe-to-toe with the defending Serie A champions on uh, their turf, and uh, except for a 10-minute spell, I think, at the, at the start of the second half, uh, I think we played on par with Juventus. I mean, they were dangerous on the counter, and they were dangerous early on. Um, we talked about last week uh, about Handanovic, uh, if he was kind of uh, going down, or we were worried about him, but I thought he was superb. He was the man of the match for me. Hmm. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, because I felt that way too, especially in the first half, that, um, uh, I mean, looking throughout the match, this was a way at Juventus. It's a very difficult venue. Um, and Inter, uh, whereas exactly like you say, Ada, we, we, we weren't lacking. But at the same time, I felt that Inter, there was st- you could still see that there was a little bit of difference in quality inter- between the two teams. It wasn't much, but there was a little bit of a difference. And Juve did have the upper hand. Yeah, but do you know, for me, the difference, again, I'll make the cheap fullback joke again because it's so easy, but <laughs> not counting the, the fullbacks that you don't have, I think. Apart from that, the only thing Inter are lacking right now is the mental strength to compete. I, I genuinely believe that. I think Pioli changing formation, like I said, that hints at a, a weakness that he doesn't believe his team can play their style at Juventus Stadium and win. And I think that's a shame because I would have loved to see both teams go at it 4-2-3-1 because I think that would have made such a difference. And then... I know you're going to talk to me about Rizzoli, but at the end... <laughs> at the, Whatever at the made end, you think that, Adam? <laughs> well, because whenever Inter can't beat Juve, it's the oh. referee's fault. And the, the, oh. the, the, <laughs> but you, you, you say that's the reason you lost all through the 90s. Okay, then Calciopoli happens. Also, now suddenly you're winning again. So what are you telling me? Now all of a sudden the referees are back on Juve's side. It, it kind no, of smacks of a no, bit no, of a no, clutching no, at no, straws, no, but... There were some decisions yesterday when I'm thinking, eh, especially the uh, Licksteiner foul on the corner. 
if that was a penalty, I wouldn't be complaining. That to me, Chiellini's you can have that. elbow, Chiellini's elbow, and Icardi's face, Mandzukic. It was that, that's the, it was the same. It was the same corner. So it, yeah. you could only have one penalty, like whichever <laughs> power you want to talk about. You're only getting one penalty. Well, exactly. Um, but, the, but, I, <laughs> but I mean, well, but what happened after that? And we've just seen tonight that Perisic and Icardi have got two game bans. That's weakness. Like, you've come off that field after playing so well, and let's be honest, Icardi tried to kick the ball at the ref and missed, which kind of sums up his whole evening. Um, that's the problem that you've got. You have to get over this. The referees are against us whenever we play Juve because it's just bullshit. No, it's breaking not bullshit. News, breaking <laughs> it's news not in, bullshit. Breaking news into fans. Serie A referees are terrible. They're not biased. They're terrible. <laughs> it, it really is, and until you until you drop that, and until you accept the fact that that's not why you lost, you won't improve. Juve lost two weeks ago against Fiorentina. It wasn't the rest's fault. Juve was shit. Well, I mean, I think both of those things can be true at the same time. I don't think they're you know they can, but <laughs> let's be, come on, man. Are you really telling me that referees are biased? Really? No, I'm not saying that biased. they're biased. But when it comes to no, Rizzoli, they're shit. No, but listen, when it comes to Rizzoli, there is a history there as well. I mean, I was there at the San Siro when he invented a penalty in the derby de, in the derby della Madonnina uh, from nothing when Ibrahimovic scored two goals, the first one on penalty when it wasn't even a penalty, it wasn't even a free kick. It was just a great save by Julio Cesar. There is history there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there, there is, but it, it, you know, you got to. It's just at some point you have to just fucking man up and take it seriously. Like he didn't give you their goal. It wasn't him that smashed that uh, clearance into the top corner. It was Quadrado. No, no, it was a fantastic the, goal. The game no, finished one 0 Apart from one chance that Icardi put wide of the crossbar yeah. and the penalties that you're going to whinge and bitch and moan about. What did you actually create in terms <laughs> I agree, of scoring chances? I agree, I agree with that. But as like, I said, both that's of those why things... you lost. Both of those like, things can be true at the same time. Inter can be shit they at can, I'm not, They can. I'm not, I'm not saying to you that there's not bad refereeing decisions in that game. What I'm saying to you is Inter have this, I don't know, this mental blockage where mm. it's the ref's fault that you lost. That's not the truth. The truth is you didn't play as well as you've played in the last seven, eight, nine weeks. That's you know, you I, uh, I, I think uh, Pioli in his uh, post-match uh, conference, he summed it up uh, quite well. He said we played well. Uh, there were there were incidents where uh, where decisions did not go our way, but you know we have to man up and say that we we, we lost the game fair and square. But at the same time, uh, the margin being so small between it's it's not like uh, Juve blew us out of the water. It's not like uh, it was dominant Juve performance with like five or six clearly. Uh, <laughs> sure, Hanovic had a great a great night, and he said a few. Good, uh, a few good balls, but the margin in this game was so thin that one or two decisions in Inter's favor would have been would have would have turned the match around. And it's it's it's, it's, it's not to say that that Juve didn't deserve the, the game or, or, or had Inter played as dominantly as they had earlier um, or in the last uh, six or seven weeks. This wouldn't have been the case. Sure, I agree with you. But on that, the night, in the that's night the minute. thing. You, you, that's the thing for me. For Inter to for Inter to challenge, that's the thing you have to change. Yes, the referee could have given you a penalty and you would have gotten a draw. But if you would have played better, you would have probably got a draw as well. It, I, I, you I can't agree with go. 100%. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know. can't go blaming the referee. It's 
it's just weird. I, I, I don't think I don't think anyone uh, like any anyone in into camp is out, outright blaming the referee. I think the bitterness is first of all, of course, against the penalty decision. No one's denying UV the 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 the, the win. But the bitterness is in uh, the, the 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 Chiellini elbow on, on Icardi, which was, I mean, I think for anyone, uh, it was a clear penalty. But also what happened afterwards, you know, uh, with the suspensions. That that is that is what what, what you, really like if, burns burns deep. But, you if, know? but that's that, again, that's that's to the same point. As much as you, I'm saying about fans reacting badly to the to the referees' decisions, so did the players. You can't do that. You, you're very, very lucky that you have two very easy games coming up to lose Perisic and Icardi because they deserve those suspensions. Like, you can't stand there swearing at the referee and you can't kick the ball at the referee and not expect there to be... But you can headbutt people. You can headbutt referees and not get a ban. I guess you can do that too. It's a double standard, and that's that's the part which Uh, Indonesia don't agree. You can moan and you can pontificate about uh, about it again, but we're standing there and not saying anything and letting these things slide is what created the dark ages until Moradi did what he had to do. Oh come on, man! This this is the same tired bullshit that's holding you down, and I don't get why you can't see it. There's but a way on. and a means to complain about the referees. Say, you can't say that. Well, I mean, when when Chiellini is headbutting the same referee, Rizzoli, basically just you know, not maybe not giving him one that you know the kind of that breaks his nose, but he's headbutting him. He gets nothing. Icardi kicks the ball, and I'm not defending that. That I'm just saying that it's the lack of consistency and the lack of you know consistent behavior but, to these things okay. that creates okay. the there's to- a totally agree there. totally yeah. agree if he, if he had voted a referee he deserves to get suspended right if you mm. kick the ball at a referee he deserves to get suspended absolutely just, there's no, there's so, no, no so what we're talking that. about is what we, but you didn't lose because Keelina had voted a referee no I'm you didn't. Saying, you didn't. didn't Icardi ain't got suspended because Keelina had voted a referee no. Icardi got suspended because the only thing he managed to kick on target was the ball at the referee yeah, which is fair enough. It, but at the same time, but at the same it's, time. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, a lot of Juve fans, they're going to laugh like it's hilarious that Perisic and Icardi have got suspended. But it's kind of sad because, I mean, you'll win anyway. Like, you, you're playing two teams who you should be anyway in those two games without them. It really shouldn't make any difference. But it's, it's how it's going to affect you mentally. And you just can't do that. It, I agree with you in the sense that Inter needs to get over this blockage. Absolutely. Because, because what, you've got, what you've got now, complex... so, take Icardi. Hmm. Take Icardi. He's what? Is he four games or five games without a goal now? Yeah, four, I think, four. And so he had a bad performance today. And as much as he wants to complain about the referee, if he did his job, you aren't going away from there empty-handed. He was terrible. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to disagree uh, with that. Icardi, and now, I think, maybe, and now, yeah. Now he's put himself. The, the club captain has put himself in a position where he can get suspended for two games. So he's going to miss two more games. So that's now you're talking Six two games. months without a goal. Yeah. Two months without a goal from your but, captain because the thing is because he was two, a fucking moron last night. Yeah. But the like, thing is, as much as you want to complain about a Juve conspiracy, whatever. No, no. Your no, captain no. was your captain played badly and he was a moron. That's mm. his fault. He was taken out at the ankle right in front of the official behind the net. Stonewall penalty, not given. That's what he's upset about. And I think there needs to be a little bit of... 
There needs to be a little like, bit of understanding. Be upset. Of, uh, be, be upset. React to it like a man, <clears throat> not like some seven-year-old snot-nosed kid. I think that, as much as we want to sit here and talk about it, I think all that really matters is the next two, three games. If you go out and reel off three wins, like, without the two guys and then with them when they come back, we're probably after one game, because you probably get at least one of those bands reduced on appeal. That, that's the real proof of what happened yesterday, isn't it? If if the team is galvanised by performance rather than complaining about the injustice, then it, whatever anybody says, whatever memes people want to post to me on Twitter, it's that's all that matters really from an inter perspective. If you if you go and you beat Agreed. Bologna and Empoli Agreed. and whoever Agreed. else you play after that, and it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that it really doesn't matter that Icardi kicked the ball at the ref, and it it doesn't matter that Perisic got a stupid red card for complaining. If you if you keep winning, and as much as as much as you want to talk about anything else, that's the difference over the past five years between Juve and everybody else. When when Juve suffer a setback like the San Siro in September or like at the Artemio Franchi against Fiorentina last month, they go and reel off victories and that's the difference between contending for a title and kind of having a nice team that should contend for a title is, is how you react to adversity. And I think that's going to tell us a lot more about this inter-team probably than, even than yesterday. I agree. I mean, it's it's how you suffer. I mean, that's the difference between all winning teams and all big teams and not so big teams, is the fact that it depends on how you react to uh, the bad results or to a loss. And now Inter have had two losses in a week, uh, during the you know in one week, and, and it's um, it's time to uh, it's time for them to show that they're the real thing. I agree 100% with that. I don't think one thing excludes the other. And I think it's one one important point. I think we got to discuss is also that. The difference between Inter in terms of quality and Juventus in terms of quality is just that. That when Allegri decides to play in a 3-5-2 or a 4-3-3, he's spoiled for choice. He does it out of, you know, not because he doesn't trust his fullbacks. Inter and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when, when, let's be honest, when Pioli does it, it's because he's fucking scared, you know? Because he's afraid. Well, I'm he's scared of Nagatomo too, man. That's true. There's no denying that. Uh, so we gotta we gotta keep a reel on that as well. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I, I gotta say, I just gotta say, I, 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 Quadrado's goal was probably the goal of the season, if you ask me. Oh. And what a shot! <laughs> I mean, we see we when they I saw the, the the view when they show showed it like that the way the ball just moved. It was a bit Roberto Carlos '98 versus France, wasn't it? Or '97? Yeah. It was insane, wasn't it? Like the the way <sighs> the banana movement of the ball in the air was just insane. What, a what was that uh, that goal uh, that uh, I think it was JJ Okocha scored against Spain in the World Cup uh, way yeah. back? And it was crazy, crazy goal. That the ball just did not; it stayed almost horizontal. It would not mm. go over. Perfect, perfect shot. Amazing. Mm. It was great. And yeah, then... I mean, the, the, and that's what separated the two teams. It's like that. It, it took a, a shot that good to beat Handanovic. Man, he was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, he, he really was. Um, yeah, no, it's also, also uh, I gotta say, Dybala was uh, he he really showed that he's he's world class, and I I I was so impressed. I mean, some of the stuff he did yesterday was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, that that movement, that volley that came out of nowhere in the beginning, hitting the crossbar, that was mm. that was that was sublime. That was sublime skill. Um, and uh, gotta give credit where credit is due. Juve, Juve were good. Juve were good, and they. Yeah. I, the, the other thing I was going to mention to you guys, and I don't know what you think about it, is 
the the substitution when uh, Pioli took off João Mario, I was so happy at that. That was a brilliant sub for Juve. Like, <laughs> João Mario is everywhere in both games against Juve. He's killed Juve. He he is so good, and for him to go off, it's like okay, great, thanks. Like, was it for Adair? I think so. Like, I don't, I don't I, quite I understand that. It was for Palacio. Yeah, Palacio. Yeah. Right. Even better. Even better. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good enough that you're taking off Jao Mario, thanks a lot, but you're bringing on Palacio. It's like, yeah, cheers. I think he just wanted more more, uh, more running in the box. I think that's that's the only rationale behind that. Like, Jao Mario... I totally understand bringing like, like, on another striker. I just I, I don't understand why you would take off probably your most effective outfield player up until that point. He, I think he's, he's incredible so, to watch. But yeah. like, that's not hindsight, man. Like, when he went off, he was your best outfield player. Like, that that doesn't seem to make any sense to me. And I don't know. I kind of... When he took Brozovic off, that made sense. He was probably between Galliadini and him. He was probably the least effective of the two, for sure. Yeah. He, I don't know. He, he just seemed really odd to me. He, to... To rob yourself of that absolute quality that you've got in him for Palacio, like, are you really going to count on Palacio to to get you back into a game <laughs> rather than Jamario? Mario? Like, really? uh, no, I agree, I agree. I, I thought, I thought, again, like, I would have loved to see us play the four two four two three one that we yeah. played against you, uh, but but again. There was talk about Nagatomo because Nagatomo's fast and he could, you know, kind of stop uh, Quadrado from from you know just because of his speed. But having said that, that would uh, I still think that you know I, I thought the three-man defense worked really well. I thought the three of them it, in the middle. It, it did, really and well. was it Miranda that moved out to the right? I thought he did really well out. No, there. it was Murillo. Murillo moved to the right. Murillo, Miranda, sorry, Miranda. Sorry. Uh, sorry, it was Medel was to the. I think it was Murillo to the right, and then Medel to a little bit to the left, and then Miranda in the middle, and then they interchanged to mm. look quite a bit. But I thought for me, I got to say, Medel was. Uh, uh, Medel was the best player for me for Inter. I thought he was fantastic. He barely put a foot. Speaking of people, Chiellini should elbow in the face. <laughs> I want him to bite and <coughs> his nose off because he was amazing. That I thought he was brilliant. I really, I really. Oh, I would pay to watch them fight. Seriously, <laughs> Dana White, if you're listening, man, hook us up. That that would be immense. Those two in a in a in a cage without any rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw, Throwing a bit of like raw meat and blood, just to, <laughs> just to Rich see. Rich as referee. <laughs> well, then we know we know who'd win that. With two against one, mate. How's that fair? <laughs> they could just rip the referee to pieces and then start. Probably, they probably would. Probably would. Right. Um, having we've already uh, kind of uh, touched on the subject a little bit. Um, uh, who do you guys think? Uh, Samuel, uh, uh, Max, you've already said that, uh, and you too, Adam, that you think Handanovic was the best player, uh, uh, in, uh, Inter player. Who do you think, uh, Mohamed, that the Inter, play, uh, that the uh, Semper Inter's readers voted for? Yeah, I think, uh, again, uh, I, I, I took a sneak peek, and I, uh, I imagine like there's no outstanding player in Inter uh, beyond uh, Handanovic. He was uh, sublime. Absolutely right. Andanovic was the best player by 49.6%. Uh, second, second place was <laughs> Gary Medel with 15.8%. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty much it. I think the fact that our goalkeeper was the best player on, on the night kind of tells us a little bit about the game we had, in a way. Because uh, if Buffon had been the best man on the, man of the match, then there would be, a, it would be maybe a completely different result. 
Right. I'm, I'm uh, surprised your your readers didn't vote for Rich Soli, if I'm honest. No, I didn't. I didn't allow that. I was, I was tempted. <laughs> I was very tempted. I was very tempted to put Rich Soli on as a uh, as a thing. But given that we only vote for Inter's best player, then Rich Soli is kind of barred for that because he was Juve's best player last night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for coming again, Adam. It's always a pleasure to have you. And if people want to follow you, well, what's next for you? Because you do a little bit of a, little, a few pieces on Inter as well uh, for different uh, outlets. Yeah, I wrote last week on the Bleacher Report about how well you guys were doing before you uh, came to Turin, and and I, I was really happy with how that came out. Actually, I think they, there's a lot of points there to say, and I think all those points still stand today. Um, yeah, just get me on Twitter at adz77 and looking at the. The memes that I've been receiving over the past five, six hours, and <laughs> plenty of Inter fans already know where that is. <laughs> well, we're happy to help. We're happy to fill your timeline for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it was a great pleasure having you on, Adam, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, yeah? You too, guys. Enjoy it. Ciao. Bye. Right. Um, the thing is... Um, as we've already kind of discussed on it a little bit, but should we um, just uh, wrap things up a little bit? Uh, Max, do you have any final comments you wish to add? Well, I'm optimistic going forward. Like I uh, said before, we went toe-to-toe with the champs, and uh, I don't think we have anything to be embarrassed about. It was actually like once the, the disappointment wears off about losing to our uh, bitter rivals, I think... Uh, there's good times ahead. And if you look at the schedule here, things are uh, shaping up for a big run. If we can beat uh, Roma, that's the big one. If we can beat Roma at the end of February, um, the schedule sets up for a nice uh, five-game winning streak before uh, the Derby della Madonina. So, I mean, it's all ahead of Inter. We're not out. We, um, we just can't let this loss beat us twice. Um, Got to move on from this and uh, just take care of business next week. Agree 100%. Agree 100%. Mo, uh, do you have anything you want to add? No, I, I really, I props to Max. Uh, this was like, this really summed up everything very, very, very well. It, it was a loss. It was uh, a loss that we, we, we all imagined, like we didn't, uh, like we didn't expect. But the most important thing is to bounce back from it like true champions. And really, like, super impressed by, by the team, despite both, both, Lazio and uh, Juve games in attitude in, in, in throughout the 90 minutes and, and afterwards. So, again, nothing but positivity and, and, and uh, good stuff to look forward to in the future. Agree, one, agree, agree. Um, I, uh, we're, we're kind of, uh, let's, let's just briefly move on to the uh, Lazio game because it was a little bit of controversy. Maybe we should have known because that was a little bit of things to come when... Um, uh, when uh, when when Miranda was sent off, because looking at the looking at the replays of that, I don't think he was sending off, was it? Do you no, I agree that? completely. I agree completely with you, Nima. Though, like, it's easy. It's a uh, it's an easy thing to to, to disregard. But I, in my in my books, that was a, a, a soft penalty and definitely no sending off. Right. Um, other than that, we are out of the Coppa Italia. There's not much to really talk about, um, to be honest. And uh, right, uh, hi, and now we're joined by Mr. One Football's home, Mr. Paddy Higgs, to help us kind of 
introduce to us who uh, Mr. Trent Sainsbury is because he joined Inter on the last deadline day and no one knows, uh, everyone was shocked. No one knows, no one knew anything about who he was. So welcome to Studio Inter, Mr. Paddy Higgs. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. So Trent Sainsbury, I mean, there was a lot of jokes flying around. I know myself I was guilty to that a little bit, saying that we used to shop at the 99p store, now we shop at Sainsbury's. If we leave that that apart, what what can you tell us about him as a player and a defender? Yeah, he's an interesting player. He's a... he, uh, I guess Australian football fans have had a lot of uh, hope in for quite some time. He, he emerged at the, the Central Coast Mariners uh, in Australia before moving to um, Holland with Spoiler. And it was there, I think, that most people expected that he would sort of make a step up to a, a better team and potentially a better league. And um, the, the next step was probably uh, a bit surprising. Um, obviously, went to China and, and now somehow he's ended up uh, in, in that better team in that better league uh, via China. But he's a player who... Um, who's a bit undersized for a central defender, but he likes to play the ball. He's, he's, he's a smart player, um, gets stuck in, and um, it could be, um, it, well, it could at least be a very interesting experience for him at Inter. How, if you were to kind of grade this in terms of how big this is for Australian football, because he is the first first team player, he's the first Australian to feature or to be part of Inter's first team squad. I mean, you've had players before in Lazio and other clubs, but how, how, how high, how big is this? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, there's probably two answers to that question. First of all, um, Australian players aren't really featuring in big teams around Europe in general at the moment. Um, it's a long time since uh, since Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka and Paul Wokon, um, guys who are at uh, these big clubs in the big leagues. We, we tend to we tend to find that. Uh, most of the uh, Socceroos uh, are in the second divisions of, of some of these bigger leagues, so it's a, it's it is, it is nice to you know have a have an Australian at a big team again. Um, but secondly, as you sort of mentioned there, it's even to have one um, in Syria. It hasn't been a, a place um, since guys like Ocon and um, maybe Zoko Kalax as well, who were um, featuring in first teams um, in uh, in Italy. So it's a bit of a surprise. I think Bresciano perhaps was the last one to to be playing some regular football in Italy. So uh, a good opportunity for Sainsbury to maybe break that drought. Uh, Max, do you have any question for Paddy? He seems like he's uh, decent in the air, and uh, I watched some of his uh, videos. He can score a goal or two. Does he, does he do that uh, for the Australian national team? Is, uh, would you consider him uh, their best defender? Um, yeah, I would probably put him in, in the top couple just to uh, sit on the fence a little bit. Um, there's been a couple of players that um, have, uh, have, have sort of flirted with uh, taking that number one defender spot um, for a few years now. But a guy like Sainsbury, who's had a bit of um, bad luck with injuries, there's been a few in his boat as well. So definitely in the sort of top two or three, that's been on a bit of a rotation due to fitness and, and form. Um, goal scoring wise, probably not known for his goal scoring, um, but has popped up with a few um, from time to time for Australia. Excellent. Uh, great. Uh, Mark, Mark, do you have a question for Paddy? I guess we lost Mo, but so I won't. I know you got you're really you're really busy, Paddy. So I'll let you go. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll we'll sure to be checking to you in a few in a few weeks once he's. Because I, I know that you'll start watching Inter much more closely now that you've got course, a, course. <laughs> a compatriot there. Thank I, I mean, so I, do have a quick, I do have a quick question for you guys, if that's all right, actually. Go yeah, for um, it, go for it. Yeah, just interested to see how you sort of see um, the pecking order um, and his chances of potentially, um, I know, featuring at any stage. 
Well, I mean, in my opinion, it's 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 um it's it's Medel Miranda who are the first choice uh, yep. defenders, and then you have Murillo, and then and then it will be Sainsbury. So I mean, the fact that they decided to let Ranocchia go and mm-hmm. replace him with Trent Sainsbury, I mean, that 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 pretty much says it all. I think he's sort of there to fill the fill the space. I don't know. Do you yeah, agree with that? Sure. Do you agree with that, Mohamed? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I mean I I don't know if it's uh, Medel uh, Miranda or uh, Murillo. Miranda, Maria, Miranda, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's uh, especially since we're out of the Copa, I think his chances of featuring and and uh, consistently are quite low this season. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe next season we'll see. Well, the thing is, the loan expires in June, and I think for next season there's Manolas and there's loads of other players that Inter are looking at. So I think uh, yeah. it might, might be a bit difficult. But so I think this was more kind of a thing between, given that Suning own both clubs, they wanted to kind of create a little bit of a bridge, and this was kind of the safest bet to make that transfer without hurting either party. You know what I mean? So I think that was kind of that. That's the kind of thing that was. Uh, I think that that's kind of the deal behind the rock. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's how we sort of understood it as well. I think Suning uh, needed to make a bit of space in their foreigner um, and the number of foreigners in their squad, and I guess uh, a good opportunity for Sainsbury to try and um, steal some Serie A minutes somehow. Mm. Great. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I think he will play because I mean, at some point there's bound to be suspensions and mm. and uh, stuff like that. So I'm sure he will feature. Uh, maybe, probably not in the biggest games, but he, he could probably come on for about 15 minutes or. Something like that in a in a like towards the end of the game when Inter's leading, or maybe even start a game against maybe a, like a simpler quote unquote opposition. Yeah. Like, uh, and if he were to score, if he were to score a goal, and if he were to show himself on training, I mean, who knows what happens? You know. Absolutely, absolutely. He's, you know, he's a he's a smart kid. Um, he's uh, he's got some good experience under his belt now. It's a good time for him to be in Europe, let alone at a huge club like Inter. So um, yeah, hopefully things turn out well for him there. Well, thank you very much, Paddy. And if people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they get in touch? Yeah, uh, Paddy underscore Higgs. So uh, hopefully that's uh, easy enough to find. Great, mate. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> guys. I hope it's not too difficult right. for people. Thanks a lot for coming along, mate. Bye. Cheers. Take care, Paddy. Right. Um, let's, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting there because uh, I didn't know anything about uh, Trent Sainsbury. And the only thing I knew was, the, was just basically just joking about his name. Uh, but I mean, having done a little bit, having done a little bit of research there, a lot of people say that he is pretty good in the air. So it's basically we've replaced Ranocchia with a really cheaper version of Ranocchia, if you know, if that makes sense. But no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, because uh, Ranocchia was not good at anything, not at the air even. <laughs> but he is doing well. I got to say, you got to hand it to him. He's doing really, really well at Hull, and I think that Premier League football is something that I've always felt always would have suited him, if you know what I mean. So yeah, he uh, was named uh, he was named the BBC player of the week today. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. For real, did, yeah. He did excellently against Liverpool. I mean he got an assist for their for, for the second yeah, goal. Yeah, and, I saw that. And and, yeah. and, he, and he was really good against United as well. So I actually think that Premier League football is actually a, the kind of football that suits him because it's it speaks to his advantages. It's aerial, it's a lot of challenges yeah. in the air. It's maybe not you know, you don't I mean, if if he plays in a team like Hull or a team that kind of plays, for, you know, that, that that always has many players behind the ball, I think he can actually do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, his problem, his biggest problem, has always been uh, positional and tactical awareness. And in the Premiership, it's 
yeah, like you say, if the, if the whole team is defending or behind the ball, then he, he's not going to get get as exposed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, let's. We we do play. There is a life after Juve <laughs> and uh, life after Rizzoli, and we play uh, Empoli at home uh, this Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, well, it w- I mean, ha- won't it feel? I mean, won't it be a little bit like a hangover? Because I mean, I remember this. I remember when Inter were knocked out against United in 2008-2009 and on the weekend we played Fiorentina at home and the entire match from players all the way to to the crowd it felt a little bit like there was there was this regret and remorse and people were it was almost like everyone was hung over and I'm afraid that if we do that that could cost us uh, what do you think uh, Max Yeah absolutely I'm 100% worried about the letdown factor that you just described. Um, we'll be without our captain, probably. We'll be without Perisic. Um, who knows? If we don't score in the first 45 minutes, there could be some moaning and groaning in the stands at San Siro, and that never helps anything. So I, I think you're absolutely right. We need to curtail this before it snowballs into something serious. What do you think, uh, Mo? Who, do you, who, do you, who, who, will, who will replace Perisic? Who will replace Icardi? Uh, you know, guys, uh, there, yeah, <laughs> there's only one name. <laughs> there can be no better platform for uh, Barbosa to, to come onto and really make his mark on the season, on his uh, career with Inter. This is, uh, I think, he, this is his time. I hope. Let's see. But I hope, I hope the Bar- Gabigol comes in and uh, does. Uh, 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 yeah, does I agree. Good. At home to Empoli? If not then, then when? Like, yeah. yeah. So, Gabigol, so basically Gabigol on the wing, because that's his position, and then you play Eder up front then, I guess. Or, or Palacio, yeah. I prefer Eder there. <laughs> 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 what do you say, Mo? Who would you rather see replace? Yeah, no, I, I, I think Eder is, uh, is better as a, as, a top, as a number nine than uh, Palacio for sure. I hope I hope he goes for that. I mean, I know we we all like to see you know this is kind of Palacio's farewell season, but I do like to see. I mean, if they go with Eder on the wing and Palacio up top and then Candreva, sure that that should be good enough to beat uh, to beat uh, Empoli. But at the same time, isn't it time to give Gabigol a shot? I mean, seriously, it's Empoli. They're bottom. I mean, they're they're almost they're, they're like one of the three that is almost aren't they like in the bottom with Pescara, Palermo? No, they just they're not they're not in the. They're they're three. just above them. I think yeah. I think they're not they're not going to get relegated, but uh, they're they're they would have been any other season. Yeah, it's like that, isn't it? This year that the the, the yeah. bottom three are so poor this season that it's bound to. Uh, yeah, it's like it's bound to. Because, I mean, Palermo have got 14 points, uh, eight points ahead of... Uh, Empoli are eight points ahead of them. So, it's, it's, they're not going to get yeah. relegated, but they, they should be, in all honesty. So, uh, do, do, we get, do, we, do we dare make any predictions? Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> Max, <laughs> a you're side. a courageous, courageous man. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Maxi. Well, we're going to win one nothing, and we're going to get a penalty. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Wow! <laughs> uh, Make up uh, <laughs> I love that. That's a pretty, that. uh, pretty tough, uh, tough call, huh? I love that. Well, it's I love gonna, that. 
going to be tough sledding. It's not going to be, we're not going to roll over them without their two best players. And uh, like Nima said, uh, the hangover from the Juve loss. So, yeah, I'm expecting a, a tough game and uh, expect uh, we're going to get a call. And, uh, yeah, one nothing, and we'll take the three points. Sounds great. Sounds great. What about you, Mo? Ever, uh, yeah, ever the reformed uh, pessimist, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, like, honestly, like, every... I don't know, like, as, as much as of, I, I, I was against Pioli, like, I, I'm, I'm in love with this guy at the moment. I think, he's, I think he's going to really, like, you know, rock out with his cock out. <laughs> it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be a Pescara game. Again, he's going to really uh, get, in the, uh, get into the guys' minds. Uh, we're going to go in, business as usual, uh, professional game, 2-3-0, clean sheet, done. Wipe, uh, wipe off the Juve game. Completely uh, tuck it back in memory. I hope. That's exactly I hope so. I was going to build a little bit on that because here, this is where I feel that Pioli needs to show if he's the real deal or not. If he can get into like exactly like you said, go in there and look, guys, forget about it. Let that was then. This is now, and get them to focus entirely on the Empoli game. Get them to focus immediately. Like, you know, Perisic and Mikardi are not very great. You know, shift focus from them. Let the club handle all the suspension, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And, and just get into the minds of those who are going to play and get them to understand who we are playing, how Empoli will play, how they will feature, and how we're supposed to counter that. If, and if we can pull, pull off a Pescara performance and just go out there and completely just dominate, and, and even without our two best players, which arguably those two are, you know, disregarding João Mario, then I think, then, then for me... He he's really then he's the real deal because these this is absolutely this has got, got a trap written all over it in my opinion you know what I mean it's like people are you know the team is a little bit angry because they felt poorly treated by the referee they feel they shouldn't have lost it was then wasn't maybe their best performance against Juve they feel they were close but they were you know so close but so far away all of those things the, it creates a lot of negative energy and anxiety within a team and it's very important of a world class coach if Pioli you know, if we if we are to bring him up to that level, uh, the, you know, it's very important for a world class coach to be able to handle that and motivate and and bring out and kind of drain them of the negativity and turn that into something positive. So if he can do that, then then I think you know we we got we got ourselves a world class coach here. Agree, agree. Like well said, man management is uh, as equal or as important, if not more important, than tactical awareness uh, as a top coach. Yeah, sorry, Max, I cut you off. No, 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 that's okay. Great. Well, um, uh, uh, we're, should we predict? Like Max, you've already said one nil penalty. Are you gonna? Who's gonna take the penalty though? I wanna. <laughs> Gabby goal, of course. <laughs> Brilliant, uh, Mohammed. What about you? Predictions and who will score? Yeah, no. If if uh, if uh, Gabby goal uh, plays. I, I I I can see him scoring a goal, and then uh, maybe either Eder or uh, or uh, Rozovic getting in, getting the other. I, I see a two nil win, if not even three, but I see a two nil win with a clean sheet, importantly, and Gabi goal getting on target, and Sansi are going apeshit. <laughs> I think uh, I think that would be the perfect thing if if just to kind of shift mental focus from the negativity to the positivity would be to get Gabigol into goal-scoring positions and get him to score. Because that would just... 
then everyone would forget about the Juve game. Like the, the positivity would be after the game, everyone would be talking about Gabigol and he's finally in and he scored. And I think that would be a genius move uh, that I think that I think Pioli is already considering. Um, but for me, um, I, I, I think I think I don't know. Two one. I think they will score um, because I think that um, they 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 they're they're a bogey team. You know what I mean? They're they're a classic bogey team, and they. They're they're really yeah I don't know it's of all the teams they're like Siena for me I can't stand them and, and, <laughs> you know what I mean like they're one oh, of those you, teams you can't stand you can't stand Siena because they're Bianconeri as well right yeah true they're, but you, they're a Juve feeder team absolutely yeah no but you know what I mean like it's it's a it's like they're they're one of one of those teams like. Kiev or like uh, Siena, like they just kind of grind you down. They bore you to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got macaroni as well, don't they? And uh, Big Mac. Know, Big Mac, yeah. <laughs> and also Pucciarelli and a fullback, which I I think that Inter maybe we're a little bit mistaken and hasty in selling Di Marco uh, because I think he's been really good at Inter, um, uh, or he's been really good at Empoli. Uh, he's he's done pretty well actually. Uh, so he'll probably play as well. Uh, so no, I think I think uh, either Pucciarelli or uh, Macarone will score. Uh, Macarone likes to score at the San Siro. He scored quite a few beautiful goals against Inter at the San Siro. Uh, the 2009-2010 Siena insane Siena game when uh, when we won 4-3 and Samuel scored the winner in the 90th minute in that game. Macarone scored yeah. an absolute beauty, beauty from like 25-30 yards. Um, which which I'll never forget because it was beautiful. Uh, so I think I think he'll score. But for us, I think Eder will definitely get on the score sheet. And I also think that um, what the hell, Gavi goal, Gavi goal. Live a little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, let's move on to my favorite part of the show, where we pay tribute, rip the piss out of, as well as criticize heavily something or someone in the world of football, starting with the thing that everyone's been waiting for, this week's Frog with Mr. Max DeLuca. Um, probably the easiest one to go with is Kalini's dive, but we already touched on that. So um, the Frog <laughs> of the Week this week is going to go to Paul Pogba, um, who had his own Twitter emoji printed on his soccer boots this weekend in the 3-1 win over Leicester City. Oh, my God. That is, oh, I really? want to take a shower uh, now. Ew, ew, just, ew. just another sign that the apocalypse is truly upon us. You remember, <laughs> ew, ew. remember when players aspired to be like club legends and be heroes to, to young kids? Now these modern footballers aspire to be self-promoting walking brands 100% of the time and like you said it just want yeah you just want to take a shower it's yeah he is uh our frog of the week oh that's pretty gross that that and also the hashtag is so fucking ugly too and like i thought he'd he'd learn from his mistake cuz he released it in the game when was it what was a big game they played was it against liverpool no i can't remember when was it they played like when he released his uh, Hashtag. I, I think I, I think it was Liverpool, no? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was, and he was Either completely Liverpool shit in Liverpool or City. It. Uh, no, Manchester, it was City. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, because it was only recently he released it, and he was complete again, completely invisible. And I think it was Liverpool, and and he was he Liverpool, was yeah, poor. Liverpool. He was really poor, and I thought that he learned from that. Stop with the hashtags, but 
I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll equal you one because I actually, you know what Alessandro Florenzi did on his football boots? <laughs> oh boy, what did he do? You know these Facebook likes where you can put like like and cry and angry and yeah, he got all of them sewn onto his football boots. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> no. But I mean, it's not. I mean, that's just that's just stupid, you know. But 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 the Pogba one is just like, oh, I want to take a shower. Oh. Yeah, like when okay. Well, let's move on to. Uh, to the slightly uh, negative part of the week, this week's, uh, sorry, yeah, this week's uh, Moji, uh, which uh, I'll be presenting myself. I couldn't, I tried long and hard, I thought, no, don't go for the obvious, but I can't. You know, I can't. I, I, I gotta give it to Nicola Rizzoli <laughs> and the rest of the clowns at the Lega Calcio because to the, the lack of inconsistency and their lack of, you know, I, I don't think that the Juventus are, that we were back into the dark ages yet with Moji, Giraudo, Betega and the system that they had. I don't think it's like that at all. But they, they don't exactly help themselves when headbutting a referee gives you nothing whilst kicking the ball against the referee gives you two matches. This inconsistency, this discrepancy creates discussion, it creates, it, it, it completely destroys any credibility in that football association, in that league association, in, in any decision they make and it kind of builds on a, you know, on the fact that the current president of the Italian FA is a full-blown racist <laughs> and he, and again, you know, Tavecchio's comments in the past about black people, about, you know, it's, it's just, this, this, these people are their own worst enemy. And in a time and age when, when they want to grow the brand internationally, believe it or not, people, can, people hear that kind of stuff. It's not like the 80s where things can get muzzled down and it takes a couple of three weeks, four weeks for the news to travel. It's instantaneous now. And the Italian FA and the Serie A and the Lega Calcio and the people in charge are just complete clowns. And that, that's why I've named their former best friend, named them after their former best friend, Luciano Moji. Right, let's move on to something more positive. Uh, this, week's, uh, <laughs> this week's Moratti with Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Oh my God, he is beautiful! He is beautiful, yeah! Yeah, uh, I got uh, two Moratis this week, uh, a Moratti for Interisti and a personal Moratti. So the Moratti for Interisti, I think, is uh, Icardi. Uh, while we don't excuse on uh, sportsmanly uh, behavior, but I think the fact that this young guy has really stood up for, for the team, he... Uh, he showed balls, you know. He he really got angry. He got pissed off. He got uh, and he put his he put his uh, uh, his record on the line in the in the UV game. I think it shows, like again, while it's not excusable in the in, in, in the big pic, in the big picture, it just shows that this guy is a real capitano. You know, he's. Uh, you know what he said. 
I don't know if I haven't had it confirmed yet, but apparently he ran up to after he kicked the ball to uh, against Rizzoli. Apparently, ran up to him and said, "You only do this to us because we're Inter." <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true, but apparently that's what he said. Like honestly, like I I, I want to see this. I want to see anger. I want to see like I don't I don't want to see Kuzmanovic. I don't want to see Spinotto. <laughs> I don't want to see like you know. I I want to see fucking like. I want to see Interisti playing for Inter, playing for the jersey, getting pissed off, uh, rising up for the team, especially from the captain. Like, again, we lose him for two games, hopefully just one. And it's a stupid move, like uh, Adam earlier said, but it's still like, it's, it's a motivator. It, it, it creates this dynamic. It creates this dynamic within the squad. It, it, it creates this team mentality. Everyone is now rallied around this whole suspension. I, I, he's, he's my uh, Moratti of the week uh, for for Interisti. My personal Moratti of the week has to be my friend, whom uh, I'm 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 dialing in from now in Cairo, who's a Milanista, who who is a, a passionate Inter hater, and has allowed me to do this podcast from him uh, from his house. So shout out to my uh, Milanista uh, scumbag friend. Uh, That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> And I bet it's it's like it's double for you guys because you're both Egyptian and Egypt lost the final of the African Ah, uh, don't uh, awful awful night. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, hats off to Cameroon for uh, really deserving the win. They they yeah. did a they, they played a fantastic game and you know props to them. They won fair and square, didn't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Egypt played a good uh, first half. They dominated the second. They got uh, they came back from a goal down and scored the. Uh, the, they 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 did in Egypt like we we'd been scoring in uh, in the last uh, in the eighty plus minutes and uh, against everyone and they did the same to us and beat us and um, it is what it is but it's a new Egypt uh, reborn and uh, everyone's like uh, 23, 24, 22. so lots to look forward to in the future as well for for Egypt. Yeah, they I saw a bit a few of Egypt's matches and they they played some really interesting football like they played some yeah, yeah. attractive football to watch. You know who's our manager? Huh? It's uh, Hector Cooper. Yeah, it's Hector Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My mean, biggest love-hate relationship with a coach <laughs> ever. Like uh, I, I'm so uh, so schizophrenic with this guy. Like uh, it was the best 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 era of Inter with Ronaldo, uh, and uh, and then it was like May fifth, and it was and then he kicked Ronaldo out, and like I was so like all over the place with Inter at that time. Uh, but yeah, I like Cooper. He's done well with Egypt. Yeah. Um, also, um, I uh, <laughs> when I saw that the final of the African Cup of Nations was the same day that Inter Juve was, and Hector Cooper was the coach. I was like, either either <laughs> either, either this is gonna be. I mean, there's no way that Inter win and, and Egypt loses. But if Inter lose, Egypt are definitely gonna lose. It's like you've written in the stars, isn't it? <laughs> It was in the stars, yeah. It was. I, I, I gotta give a, I gotta give a shout out to uh, David Wadzinski on Twitter uh, at d a w a d z who tweeted out I think the tweet of the year when he said Juventus and the Patriots win on the same day. It must be Satan's birthday or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the Super Bowl, but I like this tweet. <laughs> No, it's because uh, the Super Bowl with the owner, the head coach, Tom Brady, being all Trump fans, outspoken Trump supporters, and the way they won it too. 
uh, being, you know, they were outplayed and then they come back and win. So <laughs> it was, it was, um, <laughs> it, it was, it was funny. So big shout out to him. Um, right. Um, and that was all we had for this week. I'd like to thank Adam Digby for coming into the lion's den uh, and uh, arguing his case. Uh, and I'd also like to thank Mohammed. Thank you, thank you for having me. And uh, again, thanks to Adam as well. Like like he said, he, he, uh, he was very civilized for a Juventino amongst us. Huh? <laughs> he is. He really is. A, he's the, I'm telling you, he's the only Juventino friend I've got. He's, I always tell him that he's the he's the exception to the rule that, that confirms the rule that all oh, Juventini are retarded and insane. Because <laughs> uh, he, he clearly isn't. So <laughs> so he, he's the exception to the rule. He's a good guy. And thanks also to Max. Hey, thank you. Always a pleasure, guys. And Interisti, do not fret. Uh, we're going to come back stronger, and uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to qualify for the Champions League. Ah, nice words. Nice oh, words. Oh, oh, Nice one, nice putting one. Putting it out there. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice one. Well, uh, I can't wait to read your column, both of your columns, later this week. Uh, and uh, that's all for me, Nimatari Ruzzari. Until next week, sempre e solo. Forza Inter. <laughs> Porque no me digo yo